It's Loving the Strange with Carrie Jones and Sean Farrar. Loving the Strange, a podcast for weirdos and those who want to be weirder. Embrace the strange. New episodes every Saturday, live streaming Fridays. Loving the Strange. Check us out. Now our comments are on. What we were saying is that we're having a really hard time (laughs) technically today. Thanks, John Bell. Ah, so let's start over. Welcome to Loving the Strange, the very obviously live podcast. It's not a yoga podcast, baby. Not a yoga podcast. Because I have too much anger in me right now. But anyways, I'm raging. All right, just let me have a second. But wait, nobody heard me say I didn't. I'm not the cause of it. Shawnee's not the cause of my rage, and I was gonna say that. Um, the Shani and I are very, very different people. For instance, if you give me conflict or flack, I start shaking. Do you want to know what that is? It's because I've had a hard life. <laughs> and it's because when people are mean to me verbally, even on the internet, it makes me shake because I've been hurt by men That's a lot true. of times. Tonight. Yeah. So, you know, I'm in a place that's not super healthy right now. But the gorgeous thing about Sean is he has no such issues with conflict at all. And it means that we approach life very, very differently, though we are also somewhat the same. Right, Boo? That's right. Yeah. And I love our differences. Me too. I think they're gorgeous. And I'm glad we don't approach everything this Hey. And I'm glad (laughs) that we don't approach everything the same. And we're very different people. And we have different responses to negative stimuli. And that's how the world's supposed to be. That's right. There, the end. And speaking of how the world is supposed to be, we're supposed to have kids be able to have coming-of-age rituals. Safe place in this world where there's no guns and war all the time, where we're not frightened by the abuse and anger in our homes or in our society, right? Yeah, sounds pretty cool. And to celebrate this coming of age, many an ancient society has had some weird, weird stuff going on to do that. And that's what our podcast is about today. (laughs) Not about Carrie being angry and upset because. I don't do well with conflict, but about ancient rituals, right, Shawnee? Yeah. 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 Yeah? <laughs> well, it's a hard Friday, folks. It's a hard we're Friday. We're saying with ancient so we don't offend anybody potentially, but the more modern day ones. But regardless of either one of those facts, I've been thinking about this for like two days. Ooh, trying to think of. That's a lot of thinking. And it's really a hard question to pose because how do you, I don't know what the category is, but there's a certain demographic that I feel I fall into. Oh, God, help me. And what do we have for a coming of age ritual? I mean, there are, I can think of all kinds of like oh. crude redneck ones. And, are there you know, crude redneck not coming really, of age but rituals? I mean, you know, for lack of a better thing, you could have a birthday party and have to do something like, like drink a whole bottle of Jack or something like, like that. Like chug like a bug. I'll do like a beer stand with a Bud Light. But I'm just saying, other than that, because do I, I don't have a religious-based one. Do you think that people in our culture do like keg stands and frat, or like those horrible fraternity hazing things as part of a coming age ritual, but we don't call it that? Oh, uh, maybe. <sighs> Mind blown. That would definitely be make, breaking the uh, breaking the uh, I don't know what demographic down into different classes by uh, not classes but you know like tribes like different tribes by their rituals like you know college kids have the party yeah phase More like a socioeconomic yeah, so stratification yeah, yeah, yeah. rather than uh, ethnic or religious one maybe right. Because there's a ton, like in America, of uh, religious coming of age oh, things, yeah. to in different ethnicities and in different religions. But you, as Captain Florida, I just don't fit any of those right there. I don't remember any particular coming of age ritual. 
Right. But like even the wealthy people in the South, they had like debutante balls, like those coming out balls. Remember? Yeah. Not that I, I'm from well, the South or rich. For the but chicks, right? Yes. Yeah. It was yeah. for the chicks. What about nice the language. Men? Yeah. I mean, I could hazard a guess of what the men's was. Not Maybe going to, be, to the coming, the debutante balls? So, I don't know what that means. It's got more to do with the debutante than the. I was assuming no. that, and I was assuming it was very wrong. But hey, John Bell. <laughs> I know, he's the only one here tonight. He might be gone already, but. Uh, I know. Well, Dee's not here because Dee had a test, has to go to a class for a test that she has to study for, and it's oh, supposed no. to help her. So we all terribly miss Dee. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And everybody else is like having political feelings today. It's a big day in the U.S. about politics. Yeah, I thought we were going to try to avoid that. I'm just saying that. I'm not talking about it <laughs> right now, true. which probably makes me wishy-washy. But that's this isn't what this podcast is about. So, hello. What this podcast is about? Oh, Caitlin's here! Yay! Oh, Thank you. Yeah, we might not be so good at that today. I'll try. I'm, I'm all shocked up, Caitlin. Okay. So anyway, ready? Um, on listserv, they talk about um ancient coming of age rituals and they have a list of them because they are called list serve and number 10 is ready i'm ready all about roman citizens yeah all right imagine you're in rome shawnee can you do that it smells why does it smell they took baths back I then know in the rome. Romans were pretty good with the irrigation and water flow, so. yeah and the bathing yeah they smelled pretty good right. i think comparatively like compared to like new york in 1900 smells like old leather sandals my grammy barnard used to always tell me stories about um new york and she was a very short woman like 410 right was she in rome no, New York. Wait, we were talking about how Rome is smelly, and then I decided to go to how New York is smelly, uh -huh. right? Oh, D, D is here. D, focus on your class. Yeah. Anyways, the test is more important. Way more Not important really, than that. But, you know, I gotta say that. <laughs> um. Anyways, so my Grammy Barnard, who was Grammy Fulton, um, originally then, like, in she was born gosh, like in the 1880s or something like that, because yeah. my dad was her youngest, and then I was his youngest by a lot. Still, when you were lucky to live, beyond child. <laughs> yes. Um. Anyways, Grammy Barnard used to talk all the time about how stinky New York was before, because before cars, which we think of as stinky, because, you know, and bad for the environment, because they are. Back then, wasn't it? it was all sewage and horse poop. Yeah. She was like, oh, I can't look at a horse, no matter how beautiful it is, without smelling its excrement. <laughs> and she always said excrement because she was a That's very hilarious. dignified, short little hobbit lady. Yeah. But now, like, all I can so, think of about ancient times. And, well, you said Rome was smelly, and I'm just saying New York was pretty smelly. Well, just 120 years ago. All right, probably. All right, ready? So according to Listserv, Roman males, when they were teenagers, had ceremonies. And this ceremony allowed them to be the citizen of Rome, right? Like, and usually it happened between their ages. Wasn't that a class? Citizens Was, of yeah. Rome? Wasn't citizen like a class? Yes, yes. Not everyone, even if you were male got to be a citizen yeah sorry i just well i just feel like i could go political again on that no, too. No. all right so anyway i'm much smoother at talking about the theme of the day you just steer away from it anyways the boy and his daddy they're like let's do it sometime in between you're 14 and you're 17 years old right and so they had these necklaces and it was sort of like a necklace of protection. It was given to the baby boys at birth and they would take it off and offer it to like these guardian deities, right? When? At the ceremony. And instead of wearing their togas or chitons with crimson borders, um, they would start wearing a pure, quote, white toga, just like that of a grown man. So it was like their clothing signified their change because when they had that red thing, it meant they're still a kid. But now, 
all white. They're the purity of a grown man. Um, and then, <laughs> do you want to comment on that, baby? I was just thinking it kind of shows how ancient Romans thought about genders, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're not supposed to say like that. If you, I'm not going to get all political. But anyways, no, that same Barnard family, let me just have a moment. That same Barnard family devalued women so much that my grandfather Barnard, the communist, well, the stockbroker turned communist who left the country running away from the McCarthy era. Anyways, just let that all settle in, right? Settle. He, in his will, that lovely, lovely man, made sure that anybody who, who carried the Barnard name this is part of a coming of age if you're a boy, right? They got like $10,000. If you're a girl, you got 50. $50? 50 bucks. 50 bucks. Wow. I got 50 bucks from the will. Wow. Yeah. Whereas my brother got, whew, and his son, whew, but my sister and I, none. Crazy. Yeah, man. That's how much they valued boys yeah. over girls in my own family. Sort of. My family's complicated. Just like the ancient Romans. Just like the ancient Romans. So then, ready? The boys had a huge procession, right? They all marched to the forum or strode or skipped. Who knows? Because we weren't there. (laughs) And at the forum, they would write the young gentleman's name down on this beautiful list of all the citizens of the area. And then the boy and his loving family, hopefully, would go to a temple on this big hill and make an offering and then they'd go home and have a good meal also known as a feast so does that mean that all men were citizens no we just talked about this not all men were citizens no so who got to go to the ceremony because it doesn't sound like there's any sort of a competition or no there's no competition there's no way you can fail no unless you're really just a test your crimson edging or something would you have been attached to your crimson no, definitely not. I would have wanted to be a citizen. I'm realistic. So Roman women were vaguely citizens. It was limited, right? But to be a Roman citizen, you had to be free. And there was a whole bunch of political and economic privileges that wrapped around that. Right. So like if you imagine the U.S. in the beginning of the U.S., right, where you were a citizen and you could vote if you were a property owner and you were a male. And I think there was some other rule. I can't remember because I'm old now and I haven't looked it up recently. My brain's dead because I was arguing on my Facebook. Then um, you got to vote and you were considered a citizen. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of the same thing in Rome, only with slightly different criteria. So that's a really good question. So I don't know if you would have made like now you'd have made it as a citizen because you're a landowner because you worked real hard, Sean. But I wouldn't have been, you know. Yeah, I would have been a limited even citizen. Land ownership is all because of you. <laughs> Whatever. Do you know I am only following in the family tradition because again. Grammy Barnard's mother, who was a doctor in Moravia, right? She came over to the U.S. and she wasn't allowed to be a doctor or a landowner. And so what she did was just put it all in other people's names, but it was really hers and like circumvented it and bought and sold and bought and sold and bought and sold land and was a midwife. America. Well, good for her. (laughs) Hopefully she outlived all the other people or... You know what I mean? I don't know if she did, honestly. Um, not again, weird family. But anyways, it's kind of interesting, right? Oh, she's brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Dee said the same thing, Shawnee. That's yeah. pretty smart. Yeah, she used her men. She That's used her smart. men well. I need to learn from that. Baby, I need to use you well. I feel oh, like that was a really great either. opportunity for a joke. I don't, I don't and you never just lie and say you don't use me well. You missed that joke. All right, so what? I said you missed the joke. So anyways, let me keep talking, right? So about the Romans, not the tangents about the Barnard, Fulton, the Shrimbersky family. Ready? They went to the temple, gave some offerings, had some feasting. And then for a whole year, this kid would spend like apprenticing basically with a guy that their daddy chose 
and learn how to excel as a citizen in like their civic duties or in like military stuff blah 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 wow and a roman girl didn't have this kind of stuff going no. on right nothing was like her coming of age thing instead her coming of age was basically when she got married and that could happen at the young age of 12 and she'll take off her and what she would do right is she'd take off her necklace and give away her toys (laughs) and that sounds so sad to me like if i had to give away my teddy i don't think i'd ever gotten married she had to give up her ipad iPad, her Teddy, her <laughs> Nintendo, her Game Boy, like everything. She's got her iPhone. Who does she give up to? The husband? No, I think of their children. Maybe. Oh, but I don't honestly know. That's a really cool. good question. If we have a Roman scholar, please feel free to. <laughs> we could. Um, John said, people might have made other plans. Oh, he's talking about our, our, our lack of attendance in the podcast, which is very sweet of him. Because a couple of weeks ago, you said you were going to do it every other week. We said me. Maybe, John. We said maybe. <laughs> and then Susie made us feel guilty because she said it was a highlight of her week. And then I was like, oh. she's and she's not even here. So I think you're probably right. <laughs> uh, we got to make a decision about that, man. Yeah. Yeah. Every week. That's a lot of pressure. Unless we have to not, unless we can't do it. Like we're out of town. Where? I get really, really, really scared. <laughs> Steve Boucher said something that I can't repeat, but it's I something. better not have to call anybody a fuck Sean, you're not supposed podcast. to say it, babe. Why not? Because it's a swear word. I already asked to get recorded on Facebook. Oh, don't. No, don't anybody on here do it. No. I, I did it on the real Facebook. No. Anyways, we're going back to Dee's comment. But I love the fact that, that Steve is in Whole Foods and he somehow managed to get that that out there. Thanks, Steve. He's in Whole Foods? Yeah. <laughs> he said, sorry, I shouldn't have wrote it. Well, huh? you did. Like, no, you I did. did. And I kind of enjoyed it, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yay. Thank you, Steve. The end. Taking off my hoodie. It's getting serious now. Oh, so, hiding my shoulders. Cause I'm uptight. All right, so do you have so one? Do you have any you thoughts? Know I have one, and I don't know if it's ancient or not. Oh no! But it's cool. All so right. please, if anybody partakes in this, I think it's incredibly awesome. Don't be offended. Okay. And it's Hamar cow jumping. So it's the men of the Hamar tribe in Ethiopia must undergo a ceremony where they are whipped by the men of the tribe. That part moved out so awesome, but whatever. Okay. They then run across the backs of four castrated bulls. <laughs> That's so cool. And it's like parkour on bulls? Side by side. Huh? Like parkour on bulls. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, that's cool. All right. And they, uh, I can't tell. They're cast. They may not have horns, which takes a little of the risk out of it. But still, you know, one slip and fall, and you can still remain a boy, yeah. basically. Oh. As in not being able to produce a child. Oh. (laughs) And why do you think that's cool, honey? Oh, I just think it's cool. It's, well, it's not really, other than the whipping part, it's not really, like, crazy dangerous. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And unless you have a really bad fall, it's not body altering or anything. Yeah, that makes sense. And it just sounds fun. It does sound fun. It looks like a big festival. I bet they all freaking have a big little feast after. Probably. What do you got? I got a puppy. Where'd you get that? She jumped up. Put her back now. I like her. She's a comfort puppy. So there's a puppy on my lap right now for those of oh, you who are listening afterwards. It. And I what? can see her over my shoulder. Yeah, you can see, if you're watching the video, you can see it over Shawnee's shoulder. You know, on, not on my... Oh, my God. <laughs> Steve Roop. If you drink from the Seal Harbor Fountainhead, Seal Head, you stay weird. Dot, dot, dot. Forever. I feel like that might be a coming-of-age thing for kids on the island. Yeah. Dude, was that a coming-of-age thing for you? Not me. No, Steve. I like, know. I feel like that might be a... I like that, actually. And it explains <laughs> a lot about all our friends from over on that part of our island. <laughs> um, That's only for the boys. Um, oh, really? I don't know. Uh, um, 
this isn't on my list, but I know this because our kiddo are oh, oh Steve said it was for South um, Seal Harbor kids, definitely. That's kind of awesome. I'm not sadly that didn't make any of our lists, Steve, but it should have. And our dog is now trying to get out because I put her off my lap. Um, but sadly, this isn't on the list either. I only know it because um, one of our kiddos is a scholar about ancient Greece. And... Oh, no. Here we go. All right. So in ancient Macedonia, I feel, Sean, that you could relate to this. Okay. In ancient Macedonia, for many a man, boy, boy, man, <laughs> man boy. you weren't considered a man unless yeah. you killed a wild boar with your spear oh heck yeah that's awesome yeah yeah and there's this great tale that i might be telling incorrectly about alexander the great and alexander the great um was heir to king philip's kingdom obviously and he went out and everyone was a little protective there's of him nothing obvious about that baby what there's nothing obvious about that not all of us are versed in ancient Greek history. I'm sorry. We're not? No. Okay. Anyways, Alexander the Great was heir to his daddy's throne, right? Yeah. And he was a lovely, brilliant child by all the ancient sources. And people were all protective of him. But he always wanted to prove himself. And one other guy, another kid, jumped in front of a wild boar coming towards them and killed it because he was worried it was going to gore Alexander, and Alexander went ripshit. Oh, sorry for my language. Oh, nice. He went so angry. He was like, no, that is mine. It was like he was um, like the other kid who was doing it probably out of love, right? Yeah. Like, had um, basically thrown his middle finger up at Alexander's manlyhood and manliness and like <laughs> his manlyhood <laughs> yeah all of it all that manly stuff i don't know um anyways that was an ancient macedonian ritual and it seems like something you would have done in florida with your uncle not with a spear <sighs> no no what did Some you people all have done that though with him what do you all shoot boars with guns <laughs> yeah i know i said shoot so it seems self-evident but what do you well, i don't like thinking of them dying we don't want to talk about that on the podcast seriously it's, there's many ways okay but not usually a spear like you no. didn't macedonian no, you gotta be in the primitive hunting to kill something with a spear dude. you have to be in what primitive hunting oh. methods. isn't that a thing people are into oh yeah oh, all right sure because they think it's more level like the playing field probably yeah just even like even like uh People that help with a bow and arrow. It's still, even with today's technology and bows and stuff, it's still a lot harder than a gun. Did you and John Bell ever go hunting for boars together? Mm, no, not boars. We, we did some dove hunting together. Uh, we probably, we might have gone deer hunting once or twice together. I can't remember. But, but I can't fishing. imagine we would be seriously going, going deer hunting. <laughs> but we did kill some doves. Oh, jeez. You know, I don't want to know that. <laughs> I'm sure if they were an apocalyptic situation, I would be very happy that you could do that. But my little vegetarian, new vegetarian self is not. But it's like, it's like chicken. I know. Chicken. I know. It's probably better than. Hey, baby, I feel like okay. I'm at the library right now. And this is Carrie Jones' storytelling hour. Oh, that's so mean. You, you got any more? That was really mean. You got any more coming of age? I was asking you specific questions. I know, because you talk about ancient Greece and the wars. No, you don't. All right, ready? <laughs> so, number nine Spartan training. This again is from oh. Listserv. When males, and it's a direct quote, because I don't have the energy right now to paraphrase. When male Spartans turned seven, they were taken away from their families and moved to the Agogi, which was their version of a boarding school, but with military training and extreme hazing. You want to make a comment? That's a no. perfect place for you to make a comment. Extreme hazing? Yes. Well, I don't have a comment for that. 
You could be like, oh, like a frat I on steroids you, yeah, or something. That's like, pretty similar. Yeah. But those are Greek clubs, right? Sparta? No, frats. Oh, yes. 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 <laughs> Sorry. So anyways, quote, their training including physical and mental teachings, so they'd become fierce and strong warriors. And this period lasted for about 13 years. They underwent different tests to see if they were becoming strong and self-reliant. Their last test was the most important coming-of-age ritual, the cryptia. During this year-long test, year-long. It was it, a year long? Yes. Oh, mine doesn't say that. Well. That's why you should be listening to me. I am. Um, during this year-long test, they That's had... my question of, it was a year long? They During so, this year-long <laughs> test, they had to live by themselves in the wilderness, surviving off the land and killing helots, which were the servant class. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> How did they... What? Uh, I'm... How do they log their kills to I have, provide proof? <laughs> I don't even know. They probably kept one of them skulls and made like etches through the bone of their temples. Uh, like hash marks. Mine's, Anyways. Mine's totally different. Well, let me finish mine. Ready? Okay, I will. So then to do this, to kill off all the servants in the wilderness, they weren't they didn't have any weapons or tools and they had to move my hand? I don't know, or they could make or their sticks? own I guess they could make their own tools. And they weren't allowed to see anybody else, I guess, except the servant class during the entire year. So they like couldn't go home and visit mommy or make a call like Emily did. <laughs> and then continue wow. and continuing on, quote, if a teen passed this test. He would become a full-fledged soldier. He would move to the barracks and be on active military duty. He could also marry because, you know, you all want to marry somebody who has been through a whole year-long thing of naked and afraid with killing. Um, but Man, that would be the next best reality show right there. Can you imagine? Naked and afraid and murdering. Join. We'll just call it that. Naked and afraid death man. So wrong. Instead of naked and afraid XL. Dude, that's so wrong. You know how wrong. <laughs> so um I I lost my I lost my thing. All right, so then um too excited about our new program. If you failed the test, like if you went home and called your mom or something. <laughs> in ancient Greece. In ancient Greece, ancient Sparta, um, you would fail and then you couldn't join the military, and then you were a part of the servant class, and then you could get killed. Oh my god, you were a Part of the quarry. Yeah. What's that word? Is quarry? Yeah. Is yeah. Quarry? Yeah, you're good. Okay. You're good. You're good. I was good. thinking of like a rock quarry when I said it. Quarry. Quarry. I felt, quarry. No, I felt stupid. You're not stupid. So my version, my thing of the cryptia says that they'd be pitted against captured slaves in a sort well, of death match with the same name of cryptia. But it's basically the same. It says the barely teenagers would employ all of their lethal Spartan training to quickly finish their foes and then eat them. That's, yeah. It doesn't say the last part. You got another one? Um. You told me you're going to carry this podcast. <laughs> no, I said I was going to read the things, and you're going to carry the podcast because I'm in an emotionally vulnerable state. Oh, I heard you wrong. You did. No wonder it's been so crappy so far. That's really mean. I'm just, oh no, you've been doing great. I'm the one that's off their game. I got this silly dog in my lap. But she's so cute. She's a comfort animal. We all need a little comfort. Yes, we do. Um, of the southern variety. <laughs> do we have any of that? No. Can you go get it? Darn it. Okay, so. We have Crown Royal, though. Is that the same? Even better. Is that the same as Southern Comfort? They're both whiskeys, I believe. Southern Comfort's a bourbon. I is think. that a coming of age ritual? What? In modern culture? What? Yeah. Throwing up because we had whiskey. How much you can drink? I feel like it might be. It is. Do you think the U.S. is like Sparta? And that one. Why? No, stop. <laughs> <laughs> the, the drinking as much as you can drink. See, that's multi. That's not. So limited as like the hazing to the frat houses and the 
you know, other other elite groups. <laughs> My quotes around elite, but drinking is all encompassing. Yeah. Yeah. Even some religious groups drink it. They're uh, traditions. I guess they? so. Yeah. I mean, they might not do line up five shots and keep doing that until last man standing, but that would be pretty cool in the Catholic Church. It would be pretty cool. I guess. I don't ben, know. Where's your head at? My head is not, not here. Game. I'm not here because I don't do very well when people are neckbeards. No, when people are conflicty. Um, so or neckbeards. Ben. What? Do you have a neckbeard? Do I? Yeah, because yeah, I haven't shaved in a while. Yeah, so maybe you should stop. <laughs> Well, that's not the kind I'm talking about. <laughs> Maybe a neck beard is a new coming of age ritual. For some, it is. Most definitely. Interesting. Um, How big of a fuck stick can I be? Stop saying the word. Okay, ready? <laughs> so, well, in different Mesoamerican cultures, all right, again, this is on Listverse. Um, how a kid or a teenager looked like that would denote like what part or stage of life they're in right yeah so um when you changed your appearance it would be part of a ritual and that ritual would also be part of entering a quote new phase in life right so little kids would be naked until they were five, which sounds pretty cool. So they didn't wear clothes until they were five? Yeah, which sounds pretty cool to me. They didn't wear diapers or anything? Except for the diaper part, it sounds pretty cool to me, but I'm sure they must have had something to work with that, right? I don't know. So then, when they turned five, little boys would put on some loincloths, um, and little girls would start wearing skirts, you know? Like, <laughs> their same-sex parent, or same-gender parent. And then... When they would turn five, a little boy would get a white bead and get to put it in his hair. And a little girl would get a string with a red shell and she'd wear that around her waist, right? Around her waist? Yeah. Wow. Okay. And so those were like the symbols of being a child, but a child older than five, right? Yeah. And then at another ceremony, they would take those off to show that they had started puberty. Take what off? Their coverings? The skirt and the loincloth? No, not the skirt and the oh, loincloth. They oh, weren't naked again once oh, they hit puberty. They, were, <laughs> <laughs> they would take out the white bead and the hair and the red shell and the string. All right. Right? Yeah. So, um, and then, like, part of this whole thing was that they couldn't get married until they went through that shell taking off, bead taking off ceremony. But still, they were like 12 or 13 years old. Well, that's whenever, right? I guess it depended on when they started puberty. That's what I'm saying. Well, that varies. I know. Um, but it can start way younger than that. And Well, according to Lispers, it sometimes the parents would make them do the ceremony before they even reached puberty because they wanted to marry them off. They want to get rid of them. And sometimes they would extend it. So, for instance, our children would probably never have that ceremony. Oh, yeah, they'd still be... They'd be 42 <laughs> years old wearing their beads and their shells. Because that's the kind oh, of yeah. parents we are. Um. So, John Bell said, this is loosely related. Do you want to read John Bell's you know, read? Because I've been talking too much. You've been talking a lot, but not too, never too much. You years. said before I it was the Carrie were. Jones show in which I was just telling the Carrie Jones story. Carrie Jones show there. I know, but you were saying, you were complaining. And you no, I said you were crying. doing great, and I was the one who was off my mark. Today. Yeah, they all recorded. I know. I can go back. Yes, and please do. All please right. do. I'm confident in my words. <laughs> Tell so us. John Bell said. No idea what that meant, so I just smiled and nodded my head up and down. Oh, no. Like they do to me all the time when they don't understand what I'm saying. John Bell. Wait, next one. Okay, hold on. The story continues. So the next week at work, I frantically asked the older men and Latinos what that meant. 
They said he should have got that from the first husband. <laughs> so I just said I promise to always take good care of her and her disabled brother for the rest of my life. That I have done and always will. That's a great, actually, story. I want a dowry. You want a dowry? Yeah. Well, you got to get back to the first husband, baby. I want, no, I think that what, what happens what is. What you get for a dowry from him? A child. I think that what happens is that, oh, Pogi. Um, Liz, that was Pogi, but now Pogi's trying to get out. Because of the cat. Because the cat's looking in. Ah, uh, so professional. So, anyways. <laughs> we don't gonna... advertise the professional podcast yet. All right. So, um, that's why it's live. Um, so. Oh, did you hear that? Baby, get dog. Baby, in. let the dog out. No, she Please. wants to go out. Play with the cat. I know. All right, so a dowry was always. Sean, are you listening? I hope. I am. Okay, so a dowry was always given to the man's family from the woman's family. Like, hey, you're taking her off our hands. Here's some stuff. I had to let the dog out. All right. So did you? Oh, Pogi had to go to the bathroom. So, so did you hear that, Shawnee? I did. Yeah. I did. Yeah. The 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 woman's family gives it to the man's family. Yeah. Does that seem fair? Well, you know. So basically, according to Wikipedia, according to Wikipedia, it is a payment such as property or money paid by the bride's family to the groom or his family at the time of marriage. I would say John Bell's father-in-law is a smart dude. <laughs> and he, he was trying to work that stupid American. I know. <laughs> but it didn't work. John Bell, when I, Shawnee, uh, when my dad died, my father, Barnard dad, um, Shawnee wrote a very similar letter to his dead self. So I guess he wasn't really Not my dead self. My father's dead self <laughs> saying a really similar thing that he would always take care of me and not to worry because he would always be there and love and protect me and stuff. Yep. I wish I still had that letter. You don't? I must somewhere in a oh box. Oh my god, you just ruined my night. It must be the You threw that letter away? Maybe when I was mad at you. I could never replicate that. When you dumped me on my birthday, I oh probably threw it right god. away. But yeah, he wrote a really nice letter like that to my dad. It was really sweet. Anyways. It was lovely. Coming of age ceremonies. Um, coming near you. <laughs> Alright, here we go. Ready? Um, so, eh, like the Aztecs are among the Mexica, right? Yeah. Oh, I just made some money. Thank you. All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. She I just got a notification. The in her OnlyFans account at the same time. <laughs> I would have an OnlyFans account if I thought somebody would actually do no it. But no, I just got a, I got a notification that I just got a new writer. Okay. So. Money. All right. Ha. Neck beards can't stop me. So, um, Sparty's here now. So our yeah. other dog, Sparty, is now in the office. Maybe. And what were we talking about? I don't know. Pets for adoption? No. Okay. All right. In Mexico, or the Aztec people, the girls would receive, going. Would receive this. is the worst night ever. Well, kind of is, but not really. No night is the worst night. Okay. Unless you, you pass away, baby. Pass away? That'd be the worst night. All right. I don't know if you all heard what Sean just said, but he said the worst night would be if I passed away. And it makes me a little nervous because why did he even think about that? The end. Um, while we're waiting for Sean and another dog to come back in to the office to continue our very live podcast, um, possibly our worst podcast no, ever. No, worst podcast. I think it is, Dave. As long as no crime takes place on this camera, there's no worst <laughs> podcast. All right, I'm going back. Oh, hi, baby. Come baby. Oh, I can't help it. She's so cute. Focus. All right. So ready? Yes. So 
Um, the girls would, quote, receive marks through scarification on a, one hip and one breast to show that they could start school. And the boys didn't get scars, but they got lip plugs at that same, like, age, right? Yeah. And that was one of the coming-of-age ceremonies that they had. Um, and then <laughs> they were also taught how to behave, quote, and what their families would expect from them in their new chapter in their life. The children would stay in their new school until they married, which was symbolic of the transition from childhood to adulthood. And hairstyles were also significant among the boys. As kids, they had shaved heads, but when they turned 10, they could grow their hair and basically have man buns. Pokey's <laughs> <laughs> licking the computer. So most boys would catch their first enemy warrior when they were about 15, and then they'd cut their hair so that it was only long over their right ear. And this would signify their approach to adulthood. However, they still had to capture another enemy, and until then, they had to keep their hair long on only one side, which was typically a female um, hairstyle. What happened when they got, caught their second enemy? They got to cut their hair on so both sides. So they again? No, they just had like a haircut. All right. Yeah. Like a mohawk. Yeah. Sounds like. Just cut it on both sides. What cool. do they do with the captured enemies is what I want to know. Um... I think they, they I don't know. I think they, it would depend on the era, honestly. Uh -huh. um, Chris Walsh is drinking in Pittsburgh. Hey, Chris Walsh, we're kind of Pittsburgh. envious of you. Yeah. But Sean wants to know why you're in Pittsburgh. Um, what Liz wants to know is whether 15-year-old warriors capture other 15-year-old warriors, or is it like an all-age class thing? Huh? That's, really That's a good question. Maybe... You know, I bet it's not that quite that easy to capture another uh, another warrior. So it probably is always like some dude might be like thirty six before he gets his second capture. Maybe you that know? would be me. No, I would never capture anybody if I was a war ancient warrior. I'd I'd suck. <laughs> Let's just unless you got me really no, mad on Facebook, baby. I would suck at no. capturing other people. Um. Yeah, I want to know. Great, you'd be a great kidnapper, though. <laughs> He's the first kidnap victim that actually gained weight in captivity. Oh, what? Stop it! <laughs> I'd make them bond with me, and they'd have yeah, Stockholm syndrome. Uh, yeah, they would be so loved. Um, so I want to. Speaking of so loved, I want to and capturing. I want to know what Christopher Walsh is doing in Pat Pittsburgh. Who knows? Other than drinking. Other than drinking. Drinking. Um, and if he had any coming of age rites of passion. Of uh, passion. Of passion. <laughs> oh Liz, John, Christopher, <laughs> did you have any coming of age rites of passion? Oh, or passage. Passage. My brain breaks. It's brain broken right now. It's so broken. Uh, Liz said Pokey has a big girl, grown up voice. She Not does. really. Sometimes. <laughs> Like right now. What do you think about that, baby? About what? About the haircuts, about the coming of age. Uh, about the... I, mean, so I, don't know. I don't know. I think shaving half your head is pretty cool, actually. Yeah. I, I may not be going after that second warrior. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, I'm all right looking like this. I can see you rocking that yeah. hairstyle. Um, And I feel like you're comfortable enough in who you are to do it. All right. So. In ancient Inca lands and culture, according again to this verse, uh, link in the podcast notes tomorrow, um, a girl became a woman when she had her first period or menstruation, right? Yeah. And so that happens. She goes inside her house and she's not allowed to eat for two, for three days. What? And on the third day, they're like, here, have some corn. And her mom gives her a bath and braids her hair and gives she her. She's three days without a bath? Apparently, and also without wow. food. And then gives her some nice, fresh clothes. And then all the relatives come over. Yeah. And she comes out of the house and gives them food and some drinks, right? Maybe some Crown Royals and Jack, who knows? And then, or maybe drank in what Christopher's drank in maybe. in Pittsburgh. And then um, at the ceremony, right? Yeah. Outside on, 
on their lawn or the equivalent, right? Um, the closest uncle to her gives her a new name. <laughs> I bet he does. I mean, come on. I would I would have loved a new name when I entered puberty. I hate the name Carrie. No offense to all the other Carries out there. That's mean. But I hate my name. Like, I've never felt like a Carrie. Um, and everybody gave their, her gifts. So if you're a boy and if you're noble in Cuzco, right, um, when you're 14, yeah. There's a big ceremony. Yeah. And they would like make you go up this mountain. Yeah. And sacrifice a poor llama. Yeah. And then the priest would take the llama's blood and smear it on the kid's forehead. Yeah. And then give him a sling. Yeah. And that sling meant you are a warrior now. And then everybody would dance. And then they'd have a couple more pilgrimages. And then they'd sacrifice some more llamas. How old does he have to be before he upgrades to like a spear or something? I don't know. But also, on the closest uncle once again plays a really big role because on one of those hiking pilgrimages, right, after that initial mountain hike, yeah, his closest uncle would, quote, give the boy a sling, a shield, and a mace. So there you go. Now, a mace is a pretty good weapon. Yeah. But you got to get really close to him, like use it to hunt. No, and once again, whipping comes into like the picture really? because they would whip his legs to quote toughen them up, <laughs> and then at the end, he would get hit the very last ritual. One of his ears would get pierced, and they would put plugs in it to show this is a noble boy. Huh? Yeah. Well, yeah. I'd rather be poor. <laughs> I know. Sometimes <laughs> it's good to be poor. <laughs> we don't. Um. Okay, Liz said, hold on, boom. There was some World War II era movie that my mom was obsessed with that features being allowed to drink coffee as a rite of passage. Also, is it unusual to go three days without a bath? <laughs> after not at all, not in the wintertime. <laughs> it helps, it's an environmentally responsible choice, Liz. That's right. If anybody ever water. gives you a hard time about it, Very environmentally resource. responsible. Sayer says hello. Hello, Sayer. Hello, Sayer. And John says, John, you read John. I can only think we had been able to. I can only think we had to be able to drink five shots of Jack Daniels without stopping, or hold the beer tap in your mouth drinking for thirty seconds without stopping. That was our dumb way to say we were real men in the woods or the neighborhood. <laughs> That's true. Really? Oh, I already said that about doing, seeing how many shots you can do. But <clears throat> I don't think I. We used to we used to race. Really? We, yeah, we put five shots on each side, you know, and whoever could drink all five the fastest was the winner. Huh. Yeah. I will say that even though we're talking about um, ancient rituals, it's so interesting to me to hear like things like that. You know, like the new current sort of current yeah um things that we do you know to mark hey you're of age now you know and some are like historical like a lot of ethnic and religious celebrations right yeah um but there's also like this new resurgence of period parties like what's a period party well like um <laughs> because you yeah, you know, that's a multi-meaning word there. It's basically like um, a party where you invite your friends or your parents do to celebrate you getting your period because for so long, periods were considered gross and icky, right? Oh, and so they're so like, own it, boring. girls, own it. Like, <laughs> And so like often you'll have like a uterus cake and red balloons and <laughs> like... Well, here's a little but it, fact. It's cool. I mean, never mind. I can't even say it. You better it's, not. It's even beneath me. Good. Let's keep it there underneath <laughs> you. Like the dirt on the floor. So, um, oh, oh, there are games that they play at these parties. Like, um, not every party is the same, obviously, but they have menstruation bingo. There's one, oh, what, it's not. I thought they might have one that sort of like pin the tail on the tongue. No, it's pin the uterus on the person. Oh, I thought it was pin the tampon on the No, it's pin the uterus. <laughs> and there's like. Wait, pin the tampon on the Georgia O'Keefe. <laughs> 
Well, I want to give you props for knowing who George yeah. is. That's right. But at the same time, no. And then um, they have like scavenger hunts. Like, so it's like it can have a theme like, don't put your tampon here. And like, they all run to the toilet because that's not where you get rid of your tampon because then you ruin the plumbing. Oh. Um, or they'll have cookie decorating. Or there's also period jeopardy. Jesus. An educational, yes, an educational game, huh? Yeah, and they give away things mm -hmm. like face mask and lotion and chocolate as party favors, and sometimes even menstrual cups or tampons. Wow! And they have songs like there's often a period party playlist where songs can be things like "Red Red Wine" by UB40, "Red" by Taylor Swift, "Red, oh Red Tide" by Nico Chase. Here Dude, it goes again. I wish we had bleeding a love. daughter so we could do that. That we had a what? A prepubescent daughter so we could do that for them. And they could play pin the tampon on the Georgia O'Keefe. Emily would have killed us. <laughs> I know. Like, but like, not every girl is like that. No, not every girl I gotta is imagine Emily. that just because all of ours are, not everyone is. No, but Emily would have killed us. And we got to respect that. Yeah. Gotta respect your children. Yep. Yeah. That was so much fun. It would have been so much fun. Wouldn't it? I really want to someday play pin the tail on the uterus. <laughs> pin the uterus on the person. I'm sorry. Well, oh, you good we time. can play that tonight if you want to. No! <laughs> now you're getting into back into true Sean form. Here it comes. <laughs> I'm the person. Yeah. <laughs> Do we get to use real pins? Are you gonna be blindfolded? No. And wherever it lands, it stays. Dude, you would life. get so hurt if we did that. It would be really bad. <laughs> All right, here's our last one because it's coming up on eight. Ready? It's only seven fifty-two. I'm done. I'm just getting into the group. I know, but you you came in late, man. It's late. <sighs> I'm trying to hold you together. Baby. You took way too much. <laughs> Had a hard night. All right, so ready? Yeah. Um, the Celts, the ancient Irish Celts specifically, yeah. um, quote had a very important ritual for boys. Um, and it was very religious. I was supposed to quote turn a boy into a warrior and subsequently a man. The ritual consisted of a quest though the nature of it differed depending on the tribe. Some boys were sent out into the forest on a scavenger hunt, maybe looking for places you weren't supposed to put a tampon. Then <laughs> they had to come back. <laughs> Don't put it in the robin's nest, only in the osprey. Um, they had to come back with certain items to show that they were self-reliant and capable and others, quote, had to head far into the wilderness on longer expeditions. And this is show how well they could take care of themselves. To manage this, the Celts believed that, or Celts, whichever, if you want to do a soft C or hard C. I'm not. I know someone I'm listening is getting upset about this. All I want to do, hey, let's make a pact right now just between you and me. All right. And the, and the two on, people listening. From now on, whenever we say wilderness, we say wilderness. Really? Like you just said, wilderness. Did I say wilderness? Yeah. I hate everything. <laughs> I think it's cool. I want to die. Oh my god. It's not even pretentious. I'm the least pretentious it's person. It's like anti-pretentious. Wilderness. It's in the wilderness. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Let's go have a scavenger hunt for tampons <laughs> in the wilderness. You're wearing off. I'm wearing off. All my New Hampshire is like just gonna die and like. Crumple up oh, and sorry, on the man. floor. Good lord. Carrie just ate fried catfish and hush puppies for dinner. She doesn't have any New Hampshire left in her. And I didn't even taste it because I was too upset she, from conflict. Well, you did say it was good, so you were lying. No, I remember it was good, but then it was just gone. Well, we have leftovers. You can There's have some more after. So many leftovers. Um, okay, Sire said In ancient times, people would live in caves, hunt animals, and eat. They just took a rolling took a rolling stone and thought they were coins. Sounds <laughs> nice, doesn't it? Sounds real simple. Time without Facebook. Yeah, but the hunting animals part's pretty damn hard, actually. I wouldn't be able to very good. Especially if you're trying to live, use like a spear or something. I think I'd forage. I would go hang out with Art, Liz's 
person. And I would be like, hmm, art, show me how to forage. And I would learn all the things, but I'm not detail-oriented. So then I'd forget all the things. Oh, and then for eating some bad mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> oh, berries. I'm not going to be any good in an apocalypse, am I? Ooh. You're good, baby. So Liz has TGI Friday's jalapeno poppers once the oven finally heats up. And that that's sounds good foraging skills right there. Um, amazing foraging skills. Sometimes that's... in our grocery store, you really are foraging. <laughs> you are, actually. You got to get down on your hands and knees to make sure there's not still one more way at the back of the shelf. What did you do that for recently? Spaghetti. Oh, like... But it, but it was, a it was uh, not regular spaghetti. It was vermicelli. We love our grocery store, and it's not really their fault. But often, when the tourists come, plus supply chain issues from COVID still, um, it's often hard to find things. Like well, it's often pasta. hard to find things. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Like, we're going to have to start sending part of our shopping list down to John and have them ship stuff up to us. We may have to. And maybe our produce would be better than no actually. no I just meant like the sauces and crap you can actually buy in the grocery stores down there in Florida my favorite part about going to Florida is going grocery shopping and bringing food back yeah it is well that's not the favorite part but it's my that's favorite fun part. part yeah Gary goes nuts I get really excited I'm like look all, all I'm looking for is a 12 pack of Bud Light he's lying and we come out with a grocery store full of friggin sauces and condiments, XOXO sauce, and like it's amazing. And my dog, you just settled down. Um, oh, so Liz just posted a link that says, Can't believe how many threads that this ties together. Yes, there's a tampon shortage in the United States, and, there, and Liz posted a Bangor Daily News article about it. And it's like challenging because one of the things that you give out, um, at women's shelters and at, um, you know, like food banks, et cetera, are sanitary things for women, but now they can't even get them because the shortage is so huge. Really? Yes. Man, I'm glad we stocked up a while back. We did actually, Liz. We had a panic moment because we couldn't find something for someone in this we household. We couldn't find a certain brand and size, so I had to go online and buy all I could find. Yeah. And he did. I did. And, and like, so we got this. this but the pro, what did they do when they sent them? They like oh, shipped they them. They sent them one little box. It was so, I felt one so bad for the environment. box inside of a giant box. Not giant, like but like a shoe size box. Had one little box of We have a person in the house who's not me, actually. He's very particular because they have issues about things and like, sensory tactile issues and so when those weren't at the grocery store it was like parent hell like we panicked <laughs> but i also panicked seeing that tiny little boxes coming in huge big boxes yeah that was quite separately because i ordered all 12 boxes from the same store and they all came and the most no i didn't get one or two boxes that had two boxes in Ooh. But other than that, it was all in the it was crazy. It was crazy. Killing trees left and right. This is giving you dad <clears throat> points, Sean. I yeah. think he get he deserves <clears throat> his dad points. Not for anybody else. <laughs> yes. I wasn't giving them for you. I'd say I was, but not well. I wouldn't. All right. Anyways, hello. <laughs> you can have some husband points too. So, anyways, do we have anything else? It's almost eight o'clock. Hey. Seven fifty-nine. Yeah. Thanks for being here. I'm so sorry we we're off tonight. We've had a very hard night. Oh, because I'm conflict averse. Not great. <sighs> but I stopped shaking. That's good, baby. Yeah, that's nice, that's right? Fantastic. Yeah. So um. Glad. Thanks for being here and listening. Have a great, fantastic weekend. We hope you all come of age soon. And if you didn't get a party, you know, make yourself give yourself a party right now. We all need a little love and happiness and light, right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Bye, Sayer. Bye, Sayer. Sorry. We'll miss you. Thanks Bye, for waking everybody. up and being here. <laughs> Bye, Liz next and John week. and Caitlin. And week. we'll be here next week, I next guess. Week.
We never heard back from Caitlin. And Steve and Christopher. I know, poor Caitlin. I'm sorry, Caitlin. We failed you. Damn it. All right. We'll make up for it next week. We will. Our apologies. We will. Yeah. Only if I never post anything again on Facebook. That's not true. Okay. Post away, baby. Love you. Thanks for being here. I love you too. Thank you for listening to Loving the Strange. Please be sure to like and subscribe. And remember, embrace the strange. New episodes every Saturday, live streaming Fridays. Go get your strange on, friends. Thanks for listening.